This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to the Ion Foxborough podcast. We've got a big Friday episode ahead for you. We're going to dive into trade candidates with the Halloween deadline looming. Who should stay and who should go? Who should the Patriots play a quarterback the rest of the season? Because there are a bunch of options. And we will get into Bill's predictions, though we're not going to spend a ton of time on that game because everyone's on to 2024. This team's in all likelihood going to fall to 1-7 with back-to-back divisional games on tap. And so it's time to look ahead. But before we get to the pod, I've got a couple promo codes for you. At Caesars with promo code MASSGET, M-A-S-S-G-E-T. If you bet $50, you'll get $250 in bonus bets. And at BetMGM with promo code MASSLIVE, you'll get a deposit match up to $1,000. One bet that I really like this weekend is the 49ers as six and a half point favorites at Minnesota. I think the Niners are awesome. I think the Vikings stink. And I think after losing last weekend, the 49ers are going to get right in a big way in Minnesota. So there's your bet for the week. And now let's get to the pod. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels down in Foxborough. Strange days, strange days indeed, as the Patriots sit one and five. Looks like they're probably going to fall to one and seven with two more divisional games on tap. And that's kind of where things are. Mark, what's your read on the situation? Well, Bill Belichick is taking it week by week. But guys, I hate to break it to you. This season is over. The Patriots should be on in 2024. You know, I mean, you're, you're if you're listening to this and you're probably Patriot fans or you just really like Chris or me. Um, but I, I don't see Sunday's game against the talented Buffalo Bills being very competitive. So for me, it's more of a an eye on what could be potential younger players. No, I mean, we can certainly sit here and dive into everything that's gone wrong, but we don't have that much time. It's interesting too that. So you asked Bill yesterday about the trade deadline and whether, you know, the record's going to change his approach to it. And he did his usual, just, just word about Buffalo. And it's like, well, it doesn't really work like that when you're the head coach and de facto GM. And it's funny walking out to practice yesterday, we saw him on the phone. <laughs> he was talking to somebody. He also could have been doing the fake phone call while he's walking by the media, which I kind of love that move, you know, and you're like, oh, no, I can't talk to you right now because I'm on the phone talking to nobody. The only time that'll ever really light you up is if somebody calls you while you're doing it and then people see the phone like, oh, you have an incoming call. Yeah, that's awkward. Anyways, <laughs> on this roster right now, do you think they should start selling? 100%. Bill might be on to Buffalo, but he, again, should be on to the offseason if he's even here. The Patriots have a laundry list of talented upcoming free agents on their own team. And the truth is, I don't think they're going to bring back all of them because they never bring back all of them. But the Patriots also need more young talent. How do you get more young talent, everyone? You draft them. You draft right. The Patriots right now do not have an extra draft pick until I want to say the sixth or seventh round. And it gets a little murky because they've made a bunch of trades with sixth and seventh round picks. But they have their only like they for their own picks, they have their own first, second, third, fourth, and fifth rounder. That is not going to cut it. I want to see him cut bait, stick that for sale sign in their front yard, and be like, all right, who wants Kendrick Bourne? Who wants Josh Uche? What you're interested in Trent Brown and Michael Wenner? Let's hear it. I don't I'm I don't think they should trade Kyle Duggar, but hey, you know what? If you want to give them something ridiculous for him, let's hear it. Hey, Zeke Elliott, Mike Gusecki? Yeah, let's let's listen. Patriots need to acquire more future assets because the only way out of this hole that they've dug is through the draft plus free agency. We'll get that to that in a later pod. But Chris, I really think they need more blue chip prospects here, man. They need to acquire more draft picks. Right. And you just really want to be able to move around the draft board too. And I don't think there's ever been a team that's like, 
you know what? We have too many draft picks this year. I wish we didn't have this many picks because you can always trade them for futures too. Right. So on this roster, give me a player, like one player right now who you think makes a ton of sense to trade. People, it's going to hurt to hear this, everyone. They should trade Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne is by far their best offensive weapon. Trading Kendrick Bourne makes you worse, but you know what? That also might make you better in the draft standing, so I say do it. Kendrick Bourne is a free agent. Conventional wisdom says, you know what? You should keep Kendrick Bourne because he's by far better than Devontae Parker. He's better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Frankly, he's the best receiver on your roster. You want to make your offense better, Mark. Why would you trade Kendrick Bourne? Guys, think about this for a second. If you had a boss who basically made one year of your life hell after having the best professional season of your career, and then you prove that boss wrong, would you want to return? Let's just rewind for a sec. 2021, Kendrick Bourne puts up a career-high 800 yards to the Patriots. 2022, Kendrick Bourne gets benched in favor of Nelson Aguilar, Tyquan Thornton. Kendrick Bourne, what happened to him last year, I would venture to say was unprofessional. And now the fact that he's proving the Patriots wrong, the fact that he's producing again, I think it makes it very, very unlikely he returns in free agency. And because of that, Chris, I think you should look to trade him because he's coming off, what, a 10-catch performance against the Raiders. There are teams out there who need receivers. I mean, I would call the Kansas City Chiefs. Kendrick Bourne, Patrick Mahomes, that, that would be great. Kendrick would put up 1,000 yards. But, like, honestly, I would say, hey, if you can get something, I don't even know what it is, third, a fourth, maybe, maybe more of a fourth. But, like, I would take a fourth-round pick for Kendrick because it's better to get something for him before you lose him. Right. If you don't think he's going to resign, then there's really no point at this point to keep him for the rest of the year other than trying to make a watchable product. But I mean, they've been unwatchable enough with him on the field. So it's if it gets worse, I mean, it gets worse. It's it's just not great. Give me another name, Chris. Josh Uche kind of jumps out to me just because people always overpay for sacks, no matter what. It's crazy around the league. And he's kind of a one trick pony with that. You know, he doesn't play a ton of the defensive snaps, but he's coming off a season where he had 11 and a half sacks. This year hasn't been as good. Some of that has been Matthew Judon going down. If he gets extra attention, it's going to be even harder on him. But I think teams inherently overpay for sacks. And whether that's like right now or like, I think you could get a decent amount for him. But in the offseason, I think someone's going to overpay for him too if he gets the free agency because they're going to look at that sack total and just be like, well, you know, and I don't think, Bill's going to go there. So I think he's another guy that you could lose after this year. And it really makes sense to strike a deal while you can. And I think they're, those are by far their two best trade assets, Kendrick Bourne and Josh Uche. Now, you can get into Michael Wenu and, and Trent Brown and, and Hunter Henry. I would argue you should keep Hunter Henry around. And I'm looking at next year's free agent class. It's bad news for the Patriots. I'd say three or two out of the top four top tight ends are Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. <laughs> The next year's free agent tight end class is Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, and Gerald Everett. The Patriots, if they lose Hunter Henry, they are kind of screwed unless they want to bring in Dalton Schultz. Well, so, when when's Johnny Smith going to be a free agent? He's having a a very productive season. Yeah, salt salt in the wounds right there from Chris. But if I'm the Patriots, I keep Hunter Henry. It's his first year as a captain here. He's a leader. I mean, the last thing you want. I mean, the Patriots are going to have to rebuild their offense, quarterback, offensive line tight end i mean quarterback offensive line receiver don't add tight end to the mix guys just keep keep hunter henry when it comes to the offensive line i'd also argue that they should keep trent brown and michael Wenu. now the patriots just drafted basically three guards in the spring that tells me right there they are planning for life without michael Wenu. however 
Michael Wendo and Trent Brown are probably your two best offensive linemen right now. And when your offensive line is so bad, do you really want to lose your two best? Like, think of it this way. Regardless of what happens, the Patriots need a new right tackle next year. I think it'd be really difficult for them to say, you know what? We also need a new right tackle, left tackle, and maybe another guard. That's that's way too much for one offseason. So if I'm the Pats, I stick to Hunter Henry, and I stick to Trent Brown and Mike Wenu. But, Chris, there are other guys in this roster. I think they should just they should ship out. Jalen Mills is clearly unhappy with his playing time. He tweeted so. There are other guys, too. I mean, Mills, you're going to get like a 7-4. I, I don't think there's going to be any real return. You know what? I do. I'm with you on the offensive line stuff, though, where like I think if you trade Trent Brown, you're going to need like whoever's playing quarterback down the stretch here is going to need new life insurance policy where they've been so bad with him playing well that if you take him out of the equation, I think that's a really bad situation. I think the most valuable trade chip on the roster is actually Kyle Duggar, but I think we're both in the same camp. Like I, I would not trade that guy. I think he's somebody that you want to build around. I think he's a really good player and I think he's someone that you could re-sign. I, I don't see value in trading him. So, yeah, 100%. The Patriots lack blue-chip prospects. They lack elite talent. At some point, the Patriots also have to retain their elite talent. They have to retain their best young players. They they, they lost a big piece of the puzzle in the secondary this offseason when Devin McCourty retired. For those who don't know, Devin McCourty was the Patriots' defensive play caller. That's the guy who lines up the defensive players based on what he's seeing from the offense before every snap. It's a huge job. It requires a ton of extra work. Right now, that guy's Kyle Duggar. The last thing this team needs is to lose their defensive play caller in the secondary two years in a row. The last thing the Patriots need is to lose their best safety two years in a row. They should 100% keep Kyle Duggar. And but he's Chris, also one of the only draft picks they've hit on in the last five years. Like, all right, you nailed one. Yes. Keep him around. Outside of Christian Gonzalez, I would say that Duggar is the best draft pick they've had in the last five years. And 100%. you could even make a case that you put him over Gonzalez because of the small sample size. I'm going to give you two more scenarios here. One, I think the Patriots should listen about Mike Gusecki and Ezekiel Elliott. You're not going to get much from them, but those are interesting veteran players who I think could help a contending team. And even if you're only getting a, whatever, a fifth, sixth, or seventh, I think you just acquire multiple picks. I don't think that's going to kill you right now. Honestly, you could sign a practice squad running back if you really wanted to. The other thing is, I think they should shop Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. And not that I think many teams would give you much. However, if there is a single team out there willing to take some of that salary cap away from you in 2024, even if it's for a seventh. Hell, if you were to trade Juju in a seventh just for a seventh, I would do it because it clears up a little bit more roster space for you to make maneuvers. I don't think anyone, maybe, may, I'll give you one team, the Chiefs. The Chiefs had success with Juju Smith-Schuster. They liked him. They wanted to bring him back. The problem is the Patriots paid too much money, and Kansas City said, ah, you know what, as much as we like Juju, his knee isn't great. We're not going to give him that contract. I would call Kansas City. And I would even offer to throw in money. Next year, Juju's his guaranteed total is around $7 million. If I'm the Patriots, I'd even offer to pay half of that, maybe a little bit more, just to clear a little bit more space. I, I think they have to be big-time players in free agency. And I would look to see if there's any way you can get out of these contracts with Parker and Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I I don't think there's going to be a huge market for it. Like, <laughs> I kind of wish we had video on this because when he said like is anyone going to be interested i think i shook my head so hard that i might have pulled a muscle in my neck chris almost fell over <laughs> um but i mean i do think there's value in moving them for essentially nothing if you can just because they're blocking guys in the depth chart that you really want to get a look at right i would rather at this point i'd rather see Keishon booty to see what he can do and maybe it's nothing you know but we don't really know right now 
he hasn't been active since Devontae Parker got back because they have, they both play the X spot and they're just not making Booty active. I'd be curious to see what's there because I don't think Parker is a long-term answer. Same thing with Juju in the slot. I want to see more Pop Douglas. Who's taking a lot of snaps away from him there? It's Juju, and he does not look explosive. The knee just looks bad. Like That ticking time bomb report seems really accurate the more that I watch him. And it was one thing where he started slow over the summer, but you think like, oh, okay, you know, it's early in camp. He's coming off injury. It's going to get better. It hasn't gotten better. In his last game before he got injured, he had three catches for six yards. Not good. Guys, wasn't that, wasn't he supposed not, wasn't he supposed to come good. in for the yards after the catch ability? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I would absolutely be on board with trading either of them if you can get anything for him. I just like legitimately a seventh round pick would be great. All right, move on. I just don't know that even that offer is going to be out there. Right. And the biggest thing is if they were to trade him, they would save around, I just looked it up, around 8.8 million next year. They would they would be saddled with around 8.8 million in dead cap space, but you also clear up 8 million to spend somewhere else. And with this team, like they need to spend on the offensive line. They need better offensive players. I think just in general, this Patriots roster, you need elite talent everywhere like you can make an argument too even on defense with some of the players they have a matthew judon's what 30 about to be 32 years old coming off a season-ending injury you need good players you need to clear some cap space they need to make trades another name i'll throw out there too a guy who's under contract and i'll give a hat tip to mike reese we you know sometimes we walk out to practice with mike and just you know we we talk about things that are going on a name we were talking about with him yesterday walking to practice was was devon godchow devon godchow is a is a good defensive tackle next year Devon Godshaw's cap number is 11.8 million. He's your third highest paid player right now. I would look to see if anyone would take that from you. If if you were to trade him, you would save 8.3 million next year as well. That, that's a lot of money for a defensive tackle, especially when you're about to be in a rebuild. I do wonder if there's a contender out there who says, hey, we want to shore up our run defense. Yep. I, I think Godshaw would be a great addition for them. Even if you're not getting much back, it, it's about the capital you gain in terms of cap space. And I think a guy like that would be very, very interesting. So like, let's be honest, I, they're not going to trade Matthew Judon. You know, even Jonathan Jones, his cap hit's going to get up there. You're not going to trade him. But next year, you have three guys. You have four guys, or I'm sorry, you have four guys with over $10 million for cap hits. It's Matthew Judon, Devon Godchow, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Jonathan Jones. If I'm them, I'm trying to trade Godchow and Juju. Yeah, I would definitely, definitely shot both of those guys. And I, I think there is something to a team that's trying to shore up their run defense, a contender down the stretch, because everyone knows you got to stop the run in the playoffs. And I think he's still a really solid player, you know. Bill called him one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Um, so I think there could be something there. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, I think we have the Patriots open for business, listening on just about everyone. Um, and, I, and I think, Chris, that that's what they should do, because this season is no longer about this season. It's about the future. And with that being said, Chris, I, I have a wild idea here. Idea here. My weird Boston accent just came out on what the Patriots should do when it comes to the rest of this year. Guys, they, they should play the kids. They should play younger players. I'm talking about Pop Douglas should be starting. I think they should play Kayshawn Booty, maybe, over Devontae Parker at the X. I think Marte Mapu didn't play a single defensive snap in Vegas. Hey, start him. I don't care. I think the Patriots need to find out what they have in some of these younger players ASAP. And I mean, and I'm talking about Malik Cunningham. Give that guy more than six snaps on offense, Chris. I think the Patriots need to come out here, even against Buffalo. Play your younger players, man, because at this point, you need to see who's around here for the long term, because other than Christian Gonzalez, I'm not sure how many guys will be here for the long term. Minor issue with that is basically all of your second year players are still injured because the entire <laughs> draft class just can't stay healthy. 
But no, I'm with you. I mean, you definitely need to start turning the eye to 2024 and you do need to find out what you have. And the real way you're going to is just by throwing these guys out there. You know, it was Bill's quote at the beginning of the year, you know, throw them in the deep end, see if they could swim. They got to do that now. But what would you do with quarterback moving forward? Are you sticking with Mac Jones for the rest of the year? Are you going to go a little Malik action? What's what's the move? So let's talk about the options, guys. You got Mac Jones, your starter. You got the two backups, Bailey Zappi and Will Greer. And you got the wild card, the Taysom Hill-esque Malik Cunningham. If I'm the Patriots, I, I start Mac Jones. Um, but I sprinkle in Malik Cunningham a lot. I continue to use Malik Cunningham as the top backup. And if Mac struggles, you run that triple option with Malik Cunningham and you just let it rip. I think we've seen enough of Bailey Zappi over the last two years say, hey, this isn't happening. Now, if you want to argue, let's give Will Greer a shot. Fine. The guy's 28 years old. He isn't the answer. I, Mac Jones has shown in the past that he could be an average starting quarterback. I think he gives you the best chance to win. But also... If Mac Jones does play better this season, you theoretically could raise his trade value in the offseason. So I think the plan going forward, you stick with Mac, but you sprinkle in Malik Cunningham. I do not buy the fact or the, the sort of the story or the whatever you guys want to call it that people are saying they should start Will Greer just because. I don't I don't love it. I don't see what value that gives you. I would rather raise Mac Jones value or give an opportunity to Malik Cunningham because I'm I'm out on Bailey Zappi. Um, do you know what I think they should do? Well, start Will Greer just because. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're looking for the answer here. I think you're really looking for a long-term backup here because I don't think any of these guys have shown you that they're going to be a starter in this league. I'm with you where I've seen enough of Zappi to know that it's just not there. Um, he's horrible this summer. It, it, it just hasn't looked good with him. Even in relief of Mac, he's completing, what is it? Less than 40% of his passes. It's, it's not good. He, his issues just aren't going anywhere over the summer. He started throwing sidearm all the time and said he was doing it to try and throw around defenders because he can't throw over them, which I've never heard any quarterback say that ever. And I don't think that lowering the arm slot even more is going to be a solution there. It's it's not a solution. And, and I think for the Patriots in the quarterback position, this will be something we continue to talk about they they need to completely revamp their depth chart and yeah. you know does that you're right does that mean Will Greer sticks around maybe but if you were to ask me I, I'd rather them sign a veteran quarterback draft someone next year and, and do it that way I'll say the one thing about Malik Cunningham that I like Chris is that for a season that is all but lost it gives us something to sort of be excited about yeah like you know what I mean like if Malik Malik Cunningham goes out there he fakes a handoff to Ramondre Stevenson and then he runs 50 yards that'll very the very least it'll be fun to watch no, and like I I'm absolutely with you where we're in Vegas in the press box and you know get a little excited when you see 16 trot onto the field where it's like oh where's this going I'm sure the fan base feels the same way where it's like there's a potentially explosive player on the field right now who can do a ton of different things it is fun so honestly, I think you kind of have open tryouts at quarterback down the stretch because you're looking for your long-term backup. And like I I've seen I've seen Bailey, I don't think it's him. I've seen Mac. I think we all know what Mac is at this point. I'd like to see Greer just because he's the unknown and Malik, of course. Like I I would be all in on a Will Greer, Malik Cunningham like splitting snap start. I don't know about like after in the division. I don't know, I don't know when that'll be. But you know what the I'm, NFL I'm really wants, Chris? The NFL really wants Will Greer versus Gardner Minshew in Frankfurt, Germany. You know, the NFL is trying to expand its sport internationally. That's a great way to get people to stop watching football, I think, if you were to start yeah, think, Will Greer. I think more people would watch Will Greer and Malik Cunningham right now than Mac Jones. I think everybody has seen enough Mac Jones this year to kind of be like, okay, I'm, I'm good on that. 
Yeah. This is, this is this is the point we're at, people. We're we're talking about okay. starting Will Greer Here, and, and Malik. Cunningham. Here's one for you on EEI on when or on Tuesday. Dan Orlovsky said that he thinks Mac would fetch a fourth round return. Would you trade Mac Jones for a fourth round pick right now? Ooh, right now, um, I would I wouldn't um, I would in the off season, and and I only say that I only say that I think based off everything that's happened over the last two years with Mac with the poor supporting cast, the awful coaching decisions last year. I think you at the very least owe it to him to play out this season. And I know Bill Belichick isn't sentimental and Bill Belichick will never stand at the podium and say, Hey, I was wrong. The Patriots have been wrong with how they've handled Mac Jones. I, I wrote a story in you know, mass live yesterday about how the Patriots did the polar opposite than the bills did for Josh Allen. The bills gave Josh Allen very good offensive minded quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. They had a succession plan in place. They traded for stuff on digs. They've, They've hit on offensive players in the draft because they haven't stopped drafting offensive players. Now, Josh Allen and Mac Jones, completely different prospects. You have one who's an elite athletic talent, one who's not. But the yes. Patriots have not done right by Mac Jones. Um, I'd say give him the season to play it, play it out with Bill O'Brien. This is his third offensive coordinator in three years. This is right out of the Cleveland Browns playbook on how to ruin a young quarterback. I'd, I'd say don't trade him right now. Let him play it out. See if he can raise that draft capital and, you know, ship him in the offseason probably to Las Vegas to go back to Josh McDaniels. Him and Josh is the natural fit moving forward where I think that's the place he would have the most success. I mean, Jimmy's been an interception machine. If Josh called tomorrow and said, I'll give you a third for Mac Jones, and he said, I'll give you a third, I would take that deal. I would say, yep, I think it'd be good for everyone to move on because I think the Patriots are going to be looking for the next guy. I think it's going to be a challenge to find him. We've gotten into this a little bit, but... There's really nothing good out there in free agency. Unless they land one of the top two picks, then it's going to be tough in the draft. But I don't know. I, I just think it's run its course here. We've, we've seen how it's played out. And I don't know. One thing that's interesting, though, is you say Bill's not sentimental. He can turn loyal to guys where he wasn't loyal to Mac at all last year. But like the Cam Newton year, it was bizarre that he would not start Jarrett Stidham down the stretch remember and he was like now camps the quarterback and it's like he also okay. opted to trade jimmy garoppolo to a better situation than trading to the cleveland browns for a first round pick that's that's also loyalty right there but hey bill certainly doesn't feel about mac the way he did about jimmy no and i guess the point that i'm making here is that bill can just kind of be unpredictable so i wouldn't totally write off like he's not sentimental or it's like i don't know like bill is such an enigma that i really don't know what he's going to do a lot of the time there's also this so one final thought here if bill belichick doesn't think he'll be back next year. Does that stop him from trading for future assets? Um, no, I don't really think so because his kids are both here. And I think he's made a point that he wants to leave the franchise in good standing, which I mean, honestly, it isn't right now. So I don't know how moot that's becoming. But if Mayo's the next head coach, I think Brian and Steve are going to stick around here as long as things end okay with Bill. You know, it's not some huge blowout, but Bill steps away. They mutually agree to part ways. However they want to phrase it, Bill retires. I think Brian and Steve are set up pretty well here. And I don't think that he would want to torpedo the franchise because and like have his kids have to deal with that. It's a good, it's a good thought. Now, we haven't talked much about the Bills game. And quite frankly, I think it's because me and Chris don't really want to because we think they're going to get blown out. So, Chris, predictions. I'll start with mine first. Uh, Bills 27, Patriots 12. I predict pain inside Gillette Stadium. I'm going Buffalo 31, New England 17. They have never been able to stop Josh Allen, and I will not believe that they can until I see it, even though he's got like a shoulder injury. The Bills offense isn't great. 
the Patriots are kind of the get right game for the Bills. So, yeah, I like the Bills by two touchdowns here. And I do think that, like, we this week at the podium, we've heard a bunch of stuff about, well, the offense really got going in the second half in Vegas. It's like, not really. I mean, they scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter on, like, it should have been a four-minute offense. It was a 10-minute drive, and the only reason they scored is because Max Crosby was a dope and hit Mac late. So I don't I don't want to take I don't, don't want to take shots, that. Chris, at other beat writers, but um anyone who's trying to tell you that the offense like has any sort of momentum from what they did in the second half is lying to you. Um they, they didn't. They didn't look good at all in Vegas. Their their one successful drive was a clock eating killer that they didn't need at the time. I mean they there, also got a bailout holding call on third down on that drive too where it's like okay this drive like, was listen, not what you're making listen up. to me and Chris folks we're gonna tell you the truth. Yeah sure are and uh all right that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>